shouldn't do that. That was irresponsible. You're wasting your money, right? So can you see how once you discover the gifts of your money personality, it can be truly liberating. Hello, and welcome back to the Jolly Good Day Show. Thank you for joining me. It's Emily King here, business and money mindset mentor for female entrepreneurs. Thank you for uh, being here. We have a very, very, very good episode in store for you today that you probably want to share with your friends, your sister, your mom. It's, it's such a good episode about money personalities. Now, let me tell you, I first learned about money personalities two years ago. So January 2020, I learned there was this program called Sacred Money Archetypes. And it's just a fancy way of essentially saying, like, find out your money personality. So I take this quiz, and my answers are revealed to me, and I dig into it, and I, I my mind was just blown. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, there are eight different types of money personalities out there that exist. Like I just stupidly, I kind of assumed we were all the same ish or we should all kind of fit into the same mold. But I'm here today to tell you that we are all unique when it comes to our money. And you're going to love this episode because you're going to stop the shoulds on yourself around money and the comparison around what somebody's doing better or worse than you or what you feel like the mistakes that you've made around your money. You're going to have full-blown permission by the end of this episode to do money your way. So after I took this quiz in 2020, I became so obsessed with it that I was like, I need to learn how to coach and be certified in this myself. So I took the training, got certified, and I started to incorporate it with my clients. And I actually created uh, a little course around it. It's only 27 bucks. You can find it at themoneycode.ca. I'll link it in the episode notes afterwards. But it's been invaluable to my clients. So I'm sure you're sitting there being like, let me hear all these money archetypes. So for the sake of time, I won't get into all of them. And I've bulked them. There's eight of them. And I've bulked them into four, like I've paired them together for simplicity reasons. But you can dive into them more in the money code if you so desire. But today I'm going to give you a lovely overview, a little taste of it, and um, you can dive more into it later. All right, let's do this. So the first personality is the indulger. All right, so that's the type of person that says things like, I deserve it. And you know, you're like, I work hard for my money. And everybody sings, she works hard for the money. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, so you feel like money is there to be spent because hey, you can't take it with you when you're dead. <laughs> so you love spending money. Um, and in particular, some people that kind of fall into this category might even love the luxuries of life. So um, they love the best brands out there, be it like Prada or Chanel or, you know, Mercedes or what have you. They love to be seen. And if you feel like you fall into this personality type, you may even feel like you're too much for people. But that's actually your superpower. These people that are, you know, quote unquote, too much 
are the people that inspire us, are the people that lead the way for us, the people that show us what's possible. Because I know me personally, if there weren't the indulgers in my life, those people that do love the glitz and glam and showing up and being in the spotlight, I don't think I would have the life that I have today. Not that I'm in the glitz and glam and all that kind of stuff, but they showed me possibility. So just take a moment now, if that is you, if you feel like you're too much, embrace that shit, right? Like hand on heart, I love being too much, right? Say that to yourself. The next personality that I've bulked together is what I call the Good Samaritan. (laughs) So the Good Samaritan, there's a few aspects to this. One is you might be a Good Samaritan if you feel like you're that person that either people come to first to ask for money or you're the first to lend money because you feel bad right? You're like, oh, they really, they're in a hard time. Like I'm going to lend them money. But not only that, but then you feel a little awkward asking for it back. So I've dealt with many clients. I've worked with many clients the last few years who fall into this category and they have like literally thousands and thousands of dollars outstanding that people owe them that they just haven't collected. So it might be personal, But in your business as well, I know people who fall into this Good Samaritan category have done things for free when they should have charged or they never sent out the invoice because they felt bad or they felt like the work they did wasn't, you know, the best. So they felt like, who am I to charge? Um, As well, the Good Samaritans, they also can have, you know, a million and one brilliant ideas on how to save the world and great things to do in the world. And they feel like when money gets involved, it just makes it feel icky. Like, can we just leave this money thing out of it? And like, can we just all barter and trade and not get money involved? In fact, the whole bartering thing is is a red flag, if you will, for somebody who is that quote unquote good Samaritan and doesn't want to get money involved because it feels icky. All right. And Mind you, with all these personalities, I know I'm kind of like harping on what might feel like the negative aspects, but there are wonderful, beautiful gifts to each of these personalities that uh, you'll explore more in the money code. Next is the builder. So I fall into the builder category, which is the person that loves numbers. Like they love high risk, high reward. They love... um, to see money as a metric of success, which can have its downfall, obviously, because money is not the only metric of success. And that's what I've learned the hard way over the years is, is like, I love numbers and I love hitting financial goals, but the ego can get attached to that in like, oh, you didn't hit this goal? Well, then you're a failure, right? And seeing people like the comparison of people are, are better than you and you should be hitting these financial goals and all that kind of stuff. So it can get real tangly and it can also get you into the not stopping to smell the roses because a typical trait of the builder is to, yeah, get the goal, but move on to the next thing. Like as quickly as you got it, or maybe even as slowly as you got it, you jumped into the next thing. Like you didn't take a moment to really celebrate and be like, wow, like look what I just did right? Like really taking it in because the goal is always a moving target. All right. 
The last but not least, the fourth category I want to share with you is the banker. Now, I also fall into the banker uh, because you can actually be components of multiple personalities. And when you take the quiz, or if you take the quiz, um, you'll see that like you might be a even spread across all of them, uh, or maybe you're like really heavily weighted in one and then lighter in the others. It, it's, it's, it varies from person to person. So I fall into the banker as well, which is that person who can be like the penny pincher, right? They can be like a money hoarder. You know, some people call them cheap or frugal or, um, they, you know, I remember back when I was really in the depths of being a banker, it would like kill me to buy a drink when I was out for dinner. Like I'd always get water. Um, I overthought investments. Like it felt like pulling teeth for me to spend money in any way, shape or form. So the banker can really hold you back in your business in a few ways because one is you're not investing in your business and you're trying to do everything yourself because you see every higher as a depletion of money versus an investment in yourself, right? So for example, I have an assistant and I have to remember like, this is an investment in my business. If I'm doing a hundred percent of the things in my business, it's actually preventing me from making more money, right? From serving more people, from growing and building what I'm doing. Uh, the other thing is, is we lose the fun with money if we're this hoarder, banker, stasher, like tuck it under your bed for a rainy day kind of thing. Like we can be in this real fear-based place with money. Like I literally had a client one time who literally put money under her mattress. <laughs> like she was so scared to give it to the bank. She just like really, truly hoarded it as best she could. So she put it under a mattress. She didn't want to give it to the bank because she was just so scared of like, what if, you know, it disappears? What if the tax man takes it on me? What if like something bad happens? So there can be a lot of fear-based things with the banker and a lot of like limitation and not spending and enjoying your money. Like I said, there's wonderful gifts and positives to all these relationships or sorry, relationships, uh, personalities. But for now, I'm just sharing with you the, the challenges, if you will, or the things to overcome. Because like, like I said, the banker, which I am, I've overcome these challenges. Like I no longer am a penny pincher. But for example, the banker is very good at keeping a close eye on the money, which is important as a business owner. Like I don't want to just be spending willy nilly and having no idea where my expenses are going, what's coming in. Like I, I'm very closely tied to my finances and I know the pulse on my money at all times, but I'm not in fear around it. I'm not worried. I'm not losing sleep at night about it, right? So if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far, you're probably sitting there thinking like, oh my God, like I, I, I assume and I hope that at some point in this show, I've touched on some aspect of your personality here, but there's a few things that I want to say that I feel will help you with this is that hopefully you've now had your mind open to realize that there are different ways that we work with money. And the reason why that's so important for me to share is because it gives you permission to do it your way. Like some of you out there might struggle to save money and maybe your best friend or your mother or whoever, 
or your husband or whoever it might be. Maybe they're really good at saving and maybe you've put a lot of shame on yourself for not being able to save money. Well, there's nothing shameful about you. It's just you have a different money personality than be it your partner, your mom, your sister, whoever it might be. And vice versa, they have a different money personality than you. I remember a client I worked with a few years ago, she had this huge breakthrough around her money where, to make a long story short, she had felt such shame around her spending for years because, you know, she had seen other people as better than her at money. You know, they were better at saving. They were debt-free. And she put so much shame on her spending. And when we got into it, I said to her, I said, your spending is actually your gift. Which you might be sitting there being like, okay, Emily, how is spending your money a gift? But get this. What was happening was she actually wasn't spending her money like crazy, you know, going into racks of credit card debt. Yes, somebody from the outside, if you're a banker, might view it as impulsive and irresponsible. But what was happening was she was doing things, for example, like she bought a Facebook ads course. I can't remember the price. I know it was $500 or $1,000, but it was, you know, over a few hundred dollars to purchase it. And it was, it, she felt like it was impulse, like it was irresponsible because she saw the course. She had this feeling inside her that she needed it and she bought it. And this investment paid off tenfold. She learned how to do Facebook ads. She sold out several group programs. So she made thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars off this investment. So, and she had done this multiple times where she had felt this gut instinct within her, like her intuition saying to go for it and bought different things, be it physical products, services, that kind of thing that led her to greatness, to growth, to financial growth. But meanwhile, she had this like devil on the shoulder, if you will, being like, shouldn't do that. That was irresponsible. You're wasting your money. Right? So can you see how once you discover the gifts of your money personality, it can be truly liberating. So I want to leave you today with placing your hand on your heart and deeply breathing in for a moment and releasing the breath simply saying to yourself, I forgive myself. Deep breath in, deep breath out. I forgive myself. And say to yourself, I love you. I love you. Wonderful. There you go. Okay, I'll leave it at that because I do promise, you know, short and sweet episodes with this Jolly Good Day show. So my hope is that you got some clarity today around what your money personality perhaps might be. Go check out themoneycode.ca for more information. Like I said, it's 27 bucks, so you can download it right away, get access to it right away, and really give yourself full permission to be who you are with money. And if you do have some of the challenges, if you will, with your money personality, You'll learn how to work with them instead of against them and truly create financial freedom on your terms, not on what you feel you should be doing or somebody else is telling you you have to do. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for joining. If you enjoyed this, subscribe, leave a review, 
Make sure to check me out on Instagram at emilyking.ca and we'll see you again soon.